All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Welcome, everybody, back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. This is episode 44. My name is Matthew, and I'm joined today, as always, by Stephen Reyes. How are you doing today, Stephen? I can't believe that Marvel just made fun of themselves. They just played themselves <laughs> in the She-Hulk they, series. They did. I they absolutely did. I cannot wait to break that whole the whole segment of the episode down. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. But, yes, they, they sure did. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that was not what I expected in an episode. Or in a, in a final episode, I should say that was that was uh, different than expected. Um, as yeah. Actually, everything this week that came out was unexpected for me. I uh, was very pleasantly surprised by Disney all across the board. Well, that's good. That's always good to be surprised. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's, it's funny because I actually I had read something, and. A while ago, I think it was about like three or four months ago, I had read something on Reddit, obviously, where it said that in the She-Hulk series, she was going to jump out of the TV and go and talk to Kevin Feige about changing a storyline or whatever. So that that same thing happened today, and uh, we will definitely dive into that. Yeah. But, I mean, we can get into it right now if you just want to dive right into it. We certainly can, yeah. All right, well, let me get a spoiler alert then. All right, everybody. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, very good. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, She-Hulk today as well as uh, Andor and Werewolf by Night. Of course, those are three different things that came out in the last week or so. Uh, The time codes will be below as always, so feel free to jump around throughout the episode if you'd like to listen to something else. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. So let's get right into it. Let's go. All right. So She-Hulk. Okay. Uh, This is the finale of She-Hulk. And I'm telling you, I, I actually kind of enjoyed this episode more so than the other episodes. Just because of how meta it was, right? Like, just the elephant in the room she freaking jumps out of the tv the moment i'm not sure if you had you were I, like got I knew that yeah, yeah i knew this was was coming at some point so i knew when they went to the home screen of disney plus i knew that <laughs> this was happening that she's jumping out of the tv because the whole episode she's like this doesn't seem right uh is this what you guys want yeah <laughs> so she jumps out of the app and jumps into the Marvel's Assembled, which is the uh, the show that talks about the behind the scenes of the different shows that are made. So that was smart of her to kind of do that. And then she ends up 
well, she, again, she she hulks her way out of the uh, episode, and she ends up going to see talk to an AI robot named Kevin on the Disney's Burbank lot um, in California. So it was really funny because when they when they when she was talking to the uh, to Jessica Gao and the other writers of the show in that small room, whenever. I don't know why, but I, I had the um, subtitles up, and every time they said Kevin, it was K. No, period. yeah, I kept uh, questioning that. I was like, what the hell are they doing yeah, that for? I was like, yeah, I was like, why do they have a, <laughs> why are they spelling Kevin that way? Because every time she said Kevin, it was just it was Kevin, regular, the name yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I didn't know what was going on there. But yeah, so I very much enjoyed this episode. I don't think I would have if it went the way it was going in the episode. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because I just felt like it would have been just really too weird. But this was really, really cool to see an AI robot named Kevin that is the mastermind behind the whole MCU. And <laughs> But not just that, though. The Of course, with meeting Hulk's son, um, <laughs> with Star. Daredevil just yep. falling out of the sky. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd be okay with seeing more of Daredevil that he just jumps out of the sky like out of nowhere yeah oh my god <laughs> I was dying when, when he just falls from the sky out of the sky just out of nowhere and he's like oh I missed it I missed it all I'm like yeah uh-huh. dude you missed everything it's like, okay, <laughs> let's go back and let's go back to home and uh, let's have some dinner now yes exactly yeah. so yeah so I, I like this episode um, quite a bit and my as I mentioned in the other episodes, they're fun episodes. The series in general definitely was not my favorite. Uh, but it was a fun series, you know, like you have to have those every once in a while. You gotta have the fun series like this and Miss Marvel a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I really much I really, really enjoyed it. What did you think, Steven, about this this episode? Honestly, yeah, it was it was very meta and I'm very proud of what um of what She-Hulk did and that would be in previous series like Moon Knight and even Miss Marvel and even before that there have been times where it felt like the season finale needed a lot of work in just one episode because they didn't build it up enough there were way too many things that were left hanging like too many loose ends so when you go into the last episode it feels overwhelming to have all this stuff going on at once that doesn't really have the time to actually explain it all. So it leaves some things flat. Like the season finale can sometimes sometimes be flat just because right. you're trying to include too much or sometimes it's not anything at all because they, they build it up, build it up, build it up, and at the, the last episode it's just meh because they decided <laughs> to just take the, the shortcut. Well, Or they, yeah, they didn't know how to end it. Right. Well, in She-Hulk, they were gravitating towards that kind of chaotic ending, that kind of finale when you have, um, what the heck's his name, Lloyd or whatever that freaking dude's name is, the jerk. Um, oh, jo- uh, not Josh. What the hell? I don't know. I know, I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to probably think about it in like two seconds. But <laughs> Just call him douche. I'm going to call him douche. <laughs> douche number one of many. <laughs> yep. um, so when he's revealed to be the the Hulk King, the evil guy of Intelligentsia. 
Um, I'm like, oh, okay. And then he he injects himself with that Hulk stuff. And he goes, unlike you, I wasn't just handed this. I earned it. And I go, you were literally just handed a fucking serum to take to get those powers. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? So automatically, I was like, this is insane. That's stupid. And then, of course... <laughs> Um, abominations in the room and he breaks his parole and all that and, and then you have um, <laughs> you have Pug and Nikki coming through the door like this is intelligentsia run and then all of a sudden Hulk co- snatches down <laughs> and I'm like where did you come from dude it just it seemed like it was going way too far way too fast and then Titania and rushes Titania in comes out of nowhere, just... and I'm like what is your deal why does she need to be here and and then all of a sudden, of course, She-Hulk decides to break the fourth wall and be like, I'm going to talk to Marvel about this. And she breaks a wall through Disney Plus to get to a different screen to get to <laughs> Kevin. And she said what was on so many people's minds for years. And I'm surprised they ever did this in a Marvel property where she said, your stuff is formulated Everything you've been doing recently has been around the same save formula, and it's not working anymore. So instead of trying to build it up the way you are now, how about we do things differently? And, and, and at first, the, the AI was like, I don't think this is how it works. I am the boss here. I, I say what I, I want to say. She negotiates her own terms for her own series. And not just that, but it seems like she has negotiated the terms for future Marvel uh, projects moving forward. She's hinting that we're going to be getting a different style of storytelling in the MCU moving forward, which I think is absolutely amazing. She changed her own ending, so instead of getting that chaotic crap that we were going to be getting, she says, let's make it daylight. Boom. Let's have Daredevil in there at the end after the whole thing's done. Boom. Let's make it so that (laughs) Lloyd or douche, what, number one gets captured right away, and we don't even show a fight scene or anything like that. We're going to make it because it was way too generic to have him being a guy taking a a super soldier serum for the most part, basically what it was. Um, Right, but she also mentions this. It's not even about her anymore. No, it's not even about her. It's it's about him getting his powers and then Hulk showing up again, Abomination being Abomination, and then Titania coming back. Yeah, and then, of course, everything gets figured out. Um, She gets her job back. It's great. And then she she hinted towards a World War Hulk movie, which we know <laughs> is did. kind of far away in the future because at this current moment, Hulk is not under Disney's property, technically. It's under Universal's right. property. So they kind of split it half and half. But the thing is, the only reason why She-Hulk was able to get made was because She-Hulk falls under Disney's property, whereas Hulk is still technically Universal's. So they're holding Hulk hostage, Universal is, in my opinion. Now, I can't confirm it, but why would you ever say, like, why would you ever hint at it? Even though they didn't say it was going to be a World War Hulk movie or even, like, Planet Hulk or anything like that, they still hinted at it when, she, when they were like, oh, but he has his movie coming out. It's like, just show it in the movie. Just show it in his movie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. They're really bringing that up. So they have plans for it. And then... Go even further, at the end of all of the conflict, when they're sitting at a table outside having dinner or lunch or whatever time of day it was, Hulk comes out of nowhere and he's like, hey guys, guess what? I was on Sakaar. <laughs> and guess what? This is my son. 
Scar, how you doing? Oh, is that supposed to be mind-blowing for you? Yes? Okay, then. Are we going to continue with this plot? Hopefully. I would love to see that. Maybe. Maybe. Um, that was a very, like you said, very, very meta. And I'm not opposed to it, you know? Because there are a lot of times where it could be super meta, too much meta, to the point where it's just, it could be nauseating. But this was a different kind of meta for me. Um, because it was pointing out the flaws and they, it was just Marvel saying, we recognize what we've doing, we're doing, and we're going to acknowledge it in our own series. And we're like, shit. Okay. They, they even acknowledge the CGI not being so good. And when, uh, Kevin's like, can you, can you wait till we're off screen in order for you to change back into Jen? Cause it's. You got, it costs money. To and they've already moved on. For the, the team's already moved on. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then you hear the Wakanda Forever music. Doo-doom. You, did you hear Is that? that what that was? The, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Our, VF, our, yeah, our VFX team is working on different projects right now. Oh. And then you hear the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever music in the background. I was like, yes, was let's go. That's, That's the next project, dude. Yeah. That's the next thing. Oh, yeah. It's coming out in less than a month. Let's go. Let's go. Now, yep. uh, we talk, I talked about the, about the finale first, like the ending of this entire thing, but I want to jump aco- across a couple more things. Um, mm-hmm. The sequence in which Nikki sends Pug to infiltrate the group <laughs> and pretend to be a sexist bro who hates women is absolutely hilarious. And it's not just yeah. because Josh Segara's facial expressions are golden during the entire encounter with Intelligentsia, but it's also because... <laughs> These are like precisely the kind of gross conversations that a lot of people have have wit- have, have have come to witness. You know, many of us have seen right. this kind of stuff play in out in various spaces online or in real life. It's like, oh well, I thought that um, Mighty Thor uh, wasn't that good. It wasn't that, it's, that she's a girl. It's because her story wasn't told that well. It's like, no, it's. It's the sexist thing. Because you hate women. It's because <laughs> you hate women. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, freaking Pug goes, jumps into the conversation. It's like, so, uh, women, am I right? <laughs> we hate yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> women. <laughs> women, am I right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, all oh, right. It's not that I don't like <laughs> She-Hulk. He says, I don't think that she's that good. I mean... I don't even like the Hulk really that much, but you know what? She sucks even more. It's like, oh my God. Right. We we get where they're going with this. They're kind of pushing <laughs> the envelope with it in a little bit, but the show doesn't really, something that um, I hope they can do in future projects is, is, is show more of Pug because I fucking love Pug. I love Nikki. I, I love Pug. And when, as soon as um, Nikki was typing in that thing, I was I'm not going to lie, for a, a split second, I thought Nikki was one of them. Intelligentsia, when she posted the video, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Emily yeah, was like, never. what happened? I was like, Nikki's a... Oh, wait. And I thought to myself, like, maybe she's just baiting them. And that's what it was. She was just baiting them. I was like, oh, okay. And their response was, nice, bro. And she's like, uh... And I'm like, oh, shit, no. Pug? Pug, you still here? And I'm like, damn it, No! And then, of course, like, she's feeding him information. And he's like, I'm going to look so weird. I have one AirPod in. It's like, you're going to blend right in. And I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, I feel like a douchebag would just wear one Air- AirPod in at all times. So that makes sense. That adds up. 
Um, and then all of a sudden the, the yeah. thing goes dead and she Tracks. goes, he'll improvise. And then it pauses. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no way he's improvising. And then she goes, oh, he sucks at improv. I'm like, oh, my God. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. But I want to see more of Nikki and Puck in the future. And uh, Well, they were discussing season two. Well, that, that could be all a dream. You remember that in the writer's really, room? Yeah. Season two. Insane. I was like, bro, <laughs> which is Which is about? a bad idea. But that I actually, based on the ending of this series... I think we are going to be getting a season two at some point. What do you think? I think I think it's uh, a series that that warrants it. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. things that you could do. Um, like Scott had said do. last week. Yeah, yeah. You could go ten. You can go ten seasons with this show. You it's, really that's why could. It's, it's just a fun series. You could. It's supposed yeah. to be a fun series, and there could be some tie-ins to the MCU, like. The actual cinematic universe, not just the TV series they've been bringing out, but yeah, right. they can tie in so much with this, and it wouldn't be over the top, in my opinion. And unlike previous series that have come before it, I think they did a decent job with the finale. It did, it it wasn't just yeah. it didn't leave me bored out of my mind. It didn't leave me questioning way too many things about like what the why what what did I just watch or. Why are we doing it this yeah. way? Or questioning if I. And it was the shortest finale. Yeah, because we th- this was one of the shortest episodes we've gotten in the entire like the whole nine episodes. I think it was the shortest. That kind of made sense. Yeah, because as soon as she came back into reality and they had already like concluded everything, I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Just jump, they jump right over all the action. Just go right because right. it's, it's a it's a legal drama and the legal comedy is what she says. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, I can foresee them doing a second season and a third and fourth season. Uh, I hope they can okay. incorporate her better into the MCU, like in future in like film installments for these projects. I'm not sure what they can do, like how they'll do it, but I hope I I do have faith. Uh, moving forward, it's crazy because going from episodes one through seven, for the most part, it just felt goofy for me with this series. I didn't know where they were going. I didn't feel like they were going anywhere with the series. Like it's like, Oh, it's just going to keep being fun. And then there's going to be like one big encounter at the end. It's going to be weird. And the, uh, it's not going to be justified. It won't be worth it at all, but I was mm-hmm. wrong. Like the, the last couple episodes were, were good. They really were. And they, yeah, they, uh, concluded it in a better way than, than most series do because, they uh they rush through it way too much. They add way too much exposition, and so then you're you're left you're left sitting there questioning things. But no, right. I I enjoyed it, and the show doesn't really explore um, the emotional fallout from the events at the last week's awards gala, in which the public was all too willing to turn on Jen and label her a monster because she allowed herself mm-hmm. to get justifiably angry i mean i don't get it and she said it she said said, anyone would do the same thing exactly but not everyone's a hulk she said right uh, yeah i'm like fuck mallory book i believe her name is yeah yeah Yeah, it's just uh, it's true everyone would do the fucking same thing you're being exploited in front of your family and friends in front of people you don't even know and all of the worst parts about you are being are being thrown onto the big screen and things you didn't want anybody to see are being seen. And people are going to be like, oh, she's the bad guy here. 
Somebody just broke <laughs> her privacy here, and we're focusing on her lashing out a little bit. Did she kill anybody? I don't think so. Did she really? <laughs> did did she injure anybody? I don't think so. So what are we doing here, man? <laughs> Why are you arresting so. her? <laughs> Why are we arresting her? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. That's right. But yeah, that's my. <laughs> but I do have some other questions for you that okay. I found interesting. All right. So are is Matt Murdock and Jen dating now? Is that what we're assuming? Because they had a one night stand, which we thought was a one night stand, and now she's now he's met her family and and now uh, a part an Avenger, the Hulk. So do you think they're, they're dating, or are they just like really good friends now? I think he's a really good lawyer. And he's going to... He's a very good lawyer. lawyer. Great answer. Great answer. (laughs) I I think this is a temporary relationship. This is probably going to help get them both tied into the MCU together. I mean, no, he has his own story to tell in the MCU, but it'll be cool to bounce back and forth between their, their... I can't really say universes because they're part of the same universe, but like their style, like going from between Hell's Kitchen and like maybe She-Hulk visits there <laughs> and fights against Kingpin. That'd be interesting. It's like you had trouble fighting this guy and Daredevil's like, well, yeah, he's very big. I'm like something like that. I don't fucking know. <laughs> guessing, taking like the, taking the dad was account. like, you still make some money, right? You make do some make money. Like, some yeah. money. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen does not sound nice. No. <laughs> I think they're dating. I, I don't think it's going to be long-term, though, because I feel like the end right. game here is going to be Pug and Jen. But at the same time... Yeah, for sure. There's been some kind of chemistry between Nikki and Pug. So I don't know if they're going to do end game Jen Ooh, and, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I'm not sure if they're going to do Pug and Nikki and Jen Yeah, and I don't remember a lot of stories that... Yeah, that could, could happen because... I, a lot of this series, I don't remember Jen or Pug really being together in a lot of the instances. Were they ever? I feel like they may have been on screen once or twice together, but then the remainder of the time, it, it was him and Nikki that were doing right, like, doing yeah. the other storylines. Like Nikki kind of helped yeah. him out with the um, the uh, the fraud case where they right, that, that exactly. one person tried to be to impersonate. Uh, Megan the Stallion. Um, like yeah. She was there for that. <laughs> right. Like she was there with uh, Pug in the bar when Jen walks in. They're always present together, so it would make sense right. to pu- push it in that direction because they do have a a, uh, a comedic uh, dynamic there, and I really like it. Uh, I think it would be cute. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. It was cool to see Daredevil and Jen Walters together, or. Matt Murdock and Jim Walters together. I just don't foresee it being endgame level material here. Like they're going to be together forever. I feel like it's going to be a temporary thing before she finds the actual person. Because from this more, more, from before even meeting Matt Murdock, like every guy to her that wasn't Pug who worked with her, they were assholes. They were true assholes. <laughs> so she never knew what it yeah. felt like to be with an actual gentleman, an actual nice guy who cared for the people. And what better a person to go to than Matt fucking Murdock, a blind man who is a defense <laughs> attorney or a prosecutor or an attorney for people who can't really afford it. Like He goes out of his way to make sure they can get the justice they deserve. 
Like, that's fucking heroic in itself. But then not just that, you go out and be a vigilante and you take down bad guys when you are blind, my friend. And you take down big, big, scary, bald men who who (laughs) who break people's faces with car doors. But you you survive and you 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 fight on like that's 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 heroic, man. I don't know. So maybe that's the her first glimpse of actual like a, uh, a strong gentleman. The hero life a strong gentleman a, a nice hero oh a strong yeah. gentleman got yeah. it so it's i don't think it's it's gonna last i do like it though so i want to see where they're gonna go with it that was a yeah. very long answer i apologize i was just trying to formulate that thought as best I could. <laughs> it's okay no that's okay that's okay i uh, i would agree with you i don't think because obviously he lives in new york she lives in california so i mean it could work but they're not going to see each other all that much. But did you like the line she said to the AI Kevin? Well, she says, I, I smash bad, bad endings, and I also sometimes smash Matt Murdock. Did you, did you hear that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I did hear that part, no. Yeah, she says, yeah. I, sm- I smash bad endings and sometimes Matt Murdock. <laughs> <She said. laughs> ah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I heard I never heard her say smash Matt Murdock. All I heard was... I smashed bad endings, and also Matt Murdock. Like I didn't hear it, her say "smash Matt Murdock," but I did hear. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. Yeah, you get yeah. it now. All right. All right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so my last question for you is: What is next for Bruce Banner, Hulk, and Scar, and as as well as Shield? She can be looped into that. What is next for these characters after this series? Because they introduce. Scar, literally the last couple seconds of the series, and he doesn't talk. I don't believe he doesn't talk. He has a, a weird haircut, and he's a teenager. That's what it seems. So, what do you think, Steven? I know you're you're you like the comic books with Hulk in it, and the, of course World War Hulk. So, yeah, let, let me hear what you think. What's next for them? Well, they could easily um, do a tag team TV series with Hulk involved. Like it, it could be majority Hulk but because he doesn't have, they don't have the rights to him just yet. Like he's split between universal mm-hmm. and, and Disney. They could make a tag team duo that has him included in the mix. And it could be an adventure to Sakaar right. with another familiar face. Say, I don't know, Nick Fury or Thor, or angry girl, Valkyrie. Um, like <laughs> you have so many people you can choose from that that uh, Bruce Banner or Hulk have gotten to know over the years. They could go on in a big adventure with Tusakar. Um, they could do a, a a Planet Hulk if they wanted to, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way I foresee this expanding even further and us getting the stories we've been wanting for years is if Marvel just bites the bullet and they. They offer Universal a record high price for the Hulk because Sony is, has been very generous with the Spider-Man properties. Um, because even though like Sony does, it's kind of like a half-half share. Like let's be real, Disney owns Spider-Man at the moment. Like they can do whatever the heck they want with marketing and with with their plot and all that. It's 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 in their court. It really is. The ball's in their court. But with yeah. the Hulk, they're kind of tied down at the moment. You can you can have him as much as you want in all the Avengers movies. You can have him showing up tag teaming with other people's movies 
like like Thor Ragnarok, go for it, whatever you want. But to have your own standalone TV series or film franchise, it's it needs to be done. Offer Universal a record-breaking deal that buys out Hulk mm-hmm. in, in entirety, in its entirety, so that you can t- tell all the stories you want to. Because Mark Ruffalo, he's fantastic. Okay, he deserves the praise for for playing the Hulk for as long as he has for ten years now since since 2012 in the Avengers movie. He's played the Hulk. Yeah. All right. He is the Hulk. I don't care about Bruce Banner or not Bruce Banner, uh, Eric Banner or um, the other guy, Edward Norton. This guy is (laughs) the Hulk. Now, I know that technically Edward Norton is the Hulk because um, when they did it back in 2008, that was Universal's movie. So if they ever were to, if Universal was ever to do a movie, he would be the Hulk for them. But no. Scrap that. We're done with him. We're done with that. We're done with with, with uh, Eric Bana. We need Mark Ruffalo now, okay? And maybe go back to the regular uh, CGI for Hulk because I'm not really mm-hmm. a big fan of the professional Hulk at the moment. I mean, you could do a lot if you truly wanted to. Like, I liked what Thor Ragnarok's Hulk was. You know, if you kept that, that's cool. Just make him smarter. You know, I don't need... Uh, Mark Ruffalo's face on Hulk. Just make him smarter. That's all you gotta do. Okay. So you just need to go out there, Disney, buy the fuck out of Hulk. All right. Get him back because you have easily like a. You could do five movies. You could do what Spider Man's basically doing, and make five movies, one after the other after the other, of great comic book storylines. World War Hulk, Planet Hulk, Professor Hulk. Uh, Anything like that. Hulk versus Wolverine, for crying out loud. That would be an amazing one. Hulk versus Deadpool. Like, we are... We're, we're getting there. Mark Ruffalo is not going to play the character forever. So while we have him, make it useful. Make it worth it. Okay? Because... Right. Robert Downey Jr., he ain't coming back to save the MCU. Not anytime soon. Chris Evans is done. Like, all the main characters who made the MCU what it was, they're gone right now, basically. So you have to move on to the next step. And I just don't see them telling the MCU without the Hulk. I know we have She-Hulk now, but it's just not the same. You need the Hulk, at the moment at least, when you're, while you're, you're building yeah. up your, your universe. I mean, I would like to see the unpredictable Hulk, the one that... Uh, does isn't smart Hulk. I would like to see the the Age of Ultron Hulk, where he at any moment he can go off the rail. Like I think that's I think that's better. Uh, but I know they probably they're never going to go back to that again because they're going they're going to keep it as smart Hulk probably. But I would like to see the uh, unpredictable Hulk again. But that's just me. It just felt it just feels a week because I feel like if you combine the two, you don't need. The Avengers Endgame Hulk, where it just felt like he was a weakened version of, of himself. It doesn't feel like they're doing that justice. We don't need the ultra, ultra strong, aggravated Hulk. We need a combo, like an actual combo, not just a lazy combo like they did. Because if you have right. the full strength of Hulk, where with also the good CGI of Hulk, mind you, and then you have <laughs> the the brains of like like the 
the voice that Hulk had in Thor Ragnarok, you can keep that, but also have him solving issues, like actual issues, not being stupid the entire time. And then, of course, with the more rageful he gets, the less control he has over his his mind. So he'll go berserker, mm-hmm. and he's not thinking clearly. And so it takes a while to bring him back down. Like I'm okay with that, but okay, I need to go further with it. All right. Yeah. Did you have any other main parts of the the episode you want to talk about? Nope. All right. Well, you know, I was on my phone the other day, right? as I normally am, and I got a notification from Anchor letting me know that we have been doing the, the podcast for one year. One Isn't that crazy? year? One full year. I mean, wow. we I think we recorded our first podcast on, I think it was October 7th of 2021, and... Yeah, so we've been doing this podcast for one year. Of course, we took some breaks in between due to your wedding and Mike having a baby and your bachelor party and some other travel we had going along the way. But um, but yeah, so this is episode 44, and we've been doing this for about a year now, over a year. So that's really cool, right? That is really cool. Wow. Well, congratulations to us. Huzzah. And we, we miss Mike. We, we miss Mike. Uh, we wish Mike and Marina the the best with their, their new baby. And hopefully we can get Mike back on at some point. That would be cool to have him back on for old time's sake. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least. Just one more time, please. That'd be just cool. the one more time. I never got if to I would have known the last time I podcasted with him would have been the last time, I, I wouldn't have let him go. <laughs> you wouldn't have let him have the baby in the first place. Oh, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um he said huzzah. 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 Yes. I will uh drink my water to that. Wow. Mm. <laughs> yum yum yum. But uh yeah, here's to another another year. Can't wait. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff coming out within the next year too, so we have a lot to talk about. But yeah, so yeah, you want to move on to, I believe it was Andor, is the number two topic we got here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so do you want to jump into that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so this really is peak live action Star Wars, in my personal opinion. This, this episode had me on the edge of my seat. My heart was pounding. I didn't want them to get caught. And I was just... Again, this is episode six, everyone who's listening. And I was just, I really wanted them to succeed. I knew that most of them probably wouldn't make it out. I didn't know who it was. Obviously, Cassian Andor does make it out because he has a movie later. But yeah, this episode just has, just went up and down in the feels. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying this series. I know the first few episodes were kind of just a little bit of a slow burn uh because it was just starting up obviously but now since episode four five and six it's it's not stopping and the scene at the end where mon is giving her speech uh to the the other representatives and they're all like freaking out looking at their tablets she ends up looking at their tab her tablet realizing that uh they 
had broken into the vault and stole the payroll. And I was incorrect, by the way, last week. I thought when they were, what they were trying to steal was the names of the people that that's what I thought paid, it was too. paid out by the yeah. the empire, right? But it actually wasn't. It was just really they just wanted uh, the money that's that's paying that all the empire people. has, yeah. right? So, but if you think about it, that money right there could spark the rebellion because now they have enough money to pay for ships and pay for planes and and whatever like they they can pay people to make things they need in order to start the rebellion so that could have been the start right there them stealing that money could have helped them start the rebellion and i thought about that and then my mother having the speech and getting uh she has to stop the speech because everyone's not paying attention to her anymore. And then the the top general guy uh, calls everybody into the the conference room mm. and and says no one's going home tonight because we got to figure some stuff out. I thought that was pretty really. I thought that was really really cool because now I don't remember her name, but the the blonde chick that's also kind of higher up. Uh, the officer, blonde officer, yeah. that uh, is looking into these. I think it's like Deidre or something like that. Is it? Okay, yeah. But I know that at some point they're going to probably bring her back, probably next episode, to have her look into these, what were supposed to be random, but not so random uh, rebel causes, mm. I guess. But yeah, so she'll be she'll be back. And then the, uh, what's, what's the other guy's name? Cecil? Cecil? The, the the officer that got fired Cyril Cyril yeah he'll obviously be back at some point and I don't know what what happens from here besides the Empire literally going to that planet because we do see in the trailer the uh, the star cruiser just goes right over the planet that they were just on so they're coming for Andor Cassian and his friends and it's not gonna end well. Because the only thing I didn't like about the episode was how fast the people died, which I know is probably more realistic. People die faster like that if you're in a battle. But I wish we got a little bit more of it was more of an impact on them dying. Like, <laughs> but I really liked the episode. Stephen, what did you think about the episode? Well, going into this episode, I had a feeling things would not go to plan, and a part of me was 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 wrong about that. Well. The operation went surprisingly well, mm -hmm. but not without some casualties, as you mentioned. Right. But these casualties aren't what you think they were. They, they didn't happen the way we thought they were going to occur. Like, there were three casualties to the Rebel Alliance in this episode, but only one of them was a result of the actual Imperial Army. Rebel Terramine, I think that's his name, is killed during the heist, a death that feels unnecessary considering what happens next. I mean, I feel like he has more story to tell. I, I feel like he didn't need to kill him off in this episode. Like He was a former stormtrooper, as they mentioned in this episode. Mm -hmm. So he, sh he should have had more of a redemption arc, but given how real life the, sh the show feels, maybe that's the point. In real life, you're not always going to be given that redemption arc before it's time, but it just felt weird anyways yeah that was the first i, I agree because they barely focus on it because i i barely right. i didn't i didn't even realize that he had died for a second and i was like what just happened i thought he was just injured i really <laughs> thought he was just injured and they were like, I'm like all right let's grab him but he was gone i'm like oh what the fuck uh <laughs> as cassian takes down take, takes the stolen ship up into the sky 
a bunch of cargo smashes into Nemec, which later, even after the gang takes him to a four-armed doctor, ends up meeting meeting his death anyway. Um, <laughs> four-armed doctor. That came at, yeah, he was a four-armed, I don't know how to describe that doctor. He was just a four-armed <laughs> doctor, that's all I can say. But mm, okay. it just felt very weird because I, um, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, he, the Cassian goes up, up, and all of a sudden everyone flies back, and then the, the cargo ends up crushing Nemec. And I was like, whoa, when the fuck, did, where the hell did that come from? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> and, like, he's done for the count. Uh, anyway, that was the second death. Then there's, there's Skeen. Who we should have, mm-hmm. we honestly should have seen coming from a mile away. Like he tells Cassian that he lied about his backstory, and was only in it for the money, which brings us to the third and final death in the episode. Cassian, without hesitation, shoots Skeen with his blaster for this. Yeah, which brings me to the next point. Something that this show is doing extremely well is not over-dramatizing every single moment. With this show, it, it shows more of what is real, and it tends to turn away from the over-dramatic. They could have added a score in the background when Skeen is talking about, um, about what his, his, his plan was and trying to get Cassian to join him, or not join him, but like take half the cut. He could have built up the tension doing that. Cassian shoots Skeen. Before it, Cassian shoots Skeen. Um, they could have made the dialogue between the two of them more generic, and they could have had a standoff between the two. Cassian pulls his blaster out. Skeen pulls his out. They're looking at each other for a very intense amount of time. And then, like, Skeen tries shooting, and they, or he lunges at him, and that causes Cassian to fire. But they didn't do that. It was real and straight to the point. Skeen admitted to wanting to betray the Rebels, and Cassian acted on it without even hesitating. He fires. He fires his blaster. Yeah. It seemed that it came out of nowhere, but he just I had, fired. I had it. thoughts on this, like, though. I wasn't, wasn't 100% sure if he should have done that. Cause it, well, many people say, are, are saying that. I, mean, I was looking at some comments about it. They were like, maybe he should have tried ter- turning him over. But I'm like, no, I think, I think that was justified. I really do. Because he would have, like, if whatever he would have done... I feel like it wouldn't have ended well for for Cassian or the, the Rebel Alliance because he's only that other guy is Skeen is only in it for himself. I know, but my first reaction when he was started talking and saying this to him is that it's a trap and or don't do it. He's trying to trap you into saying yes, let's do it, and then he's gonna. That's what I thought. That's what I, that's exactly what I thought, and I was like, so when and yeah. Cassian kills him, I was like. Well, that sucks because if it was a joke and or not a joke, if it was a scheme to see if Cassian would turn on the group, then that backfired on him quite a bit on Skeen because uh, <laughs> he ends up dying like immediately. I guess. But that was my first reaction yeah. was that Skeen was because even I think her name is Vel. Is it Val or Vel who uh, the blonde chick, the other blonde Vel. chick? Okay. Yeah. So even Vel. It was like, oh, he would never. And it didn't seem like in the previous episodes that he would turn on the group like that. And the fact that Skeen was the guy out of everyone to turn, it, uh, it didn't seem realistic to me. And I don't know. Because if he bringing up his brother, I feel like 
I feel like what's his name, uh, Lutheran, Luthen would have done more of a more background work on this guy, and know that he would probably try to to rob them. But it just that's why I seem like it. I, that's why I feel like he was messing with Cassian to see if Cassian would in fact do this, and. But yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And even after he shot him, I was like, dude, hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> he didn't even say no. Like, he just just shoots him, right? Uh, well, we saw what happened in the first episode where he shoots two guards after they attacked him. Like, he didn't give them any, a second chance. It was, it was over at that point. He was done. Right. And I, I kind of, a part of me actually likes that. It's because he's not wasting time, like generically we've seen in the past where the, the, the protagonist has the opportunity to take down the antagonist, but they waste too much time and then all of a sudden they get away or, you know, they have the upper they get they they lose the upper hand, yada yada yada. No, no. Casting just takes his shot. Boom. Yeah. No, Doesn't waste any time. No. And that's no. what the sh- the series is like I know that we wasted two episodes planning the uh <laughs> this attack. But the thing was like in real life that's how it would go. You're wasting that much time for this moment to make sure you're striking at the right moment. And they did mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but like Andor, this series, it, it's not afraid to, sh- to, to shy away from the overdramatic and get right down to the, like the nitty gritty, the real life kind of behavior of these people, of the events. Like it just, it makes more sense to me and I, I like where it's heading. Yeah. Yeah, well, we have six episodes left, so uh, we'll, we'll see plenty more, and I'm looking forward to it as well. But it's it was really cool. This is what this series does so well, is it doesn't just focus on the main character, right? It focuses on all of the characters. And, for yeah. example, the... Uh, They're all key. Yeah, like for the example, I, I don't know what they call them, and the captain, the general, the... Uh, the officer, whatever they call them, the, the the white-haired guy, the old guy who ends up dying from a heart attack later on. So he, the, we're introduced to him, and he's kind of talking bad about the locals. So the empires look, empire looks down on the locals. So they, in this situation, because of the uh, the the comets going, uh, what do they call it, the uh, the the eye. Because of the yeah, eye, yeah. there were about, I think they said 1,500 people that were making their way by foot to see the eye from where where they all saw it in the episode. And right. they said that they offered them transportation, obviously, knowing that they wouldn't take it. And they ended up setting up little kiosks in, uh, I guess, bars along the way so that the lo- the locals who were walking the path to get to the CDI all stopped, hung out, got too drunk and s- slept in and they missed the the walk to get to the see the the sky the 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 eye. So, it ended up being I think only 60 people at the end. And I mean it makes sense because 15 1500 people gathering in one area is a threat to the empire, right? They don't want that many people in one location that could overpower the soldiers because there isn't 1,500 soldiers on that base, uh, but there's 1,500 people or more that live on that planet that maybe have ho- some hostility towards the Empire for taking over their planet, right? Uh, nice. So it made sense what they did. It was actually kind of brilliant that they uh, 
set up those kiosks along the way so that the people with the locals would stop and and not do the rest of the journey because maybe they got too drunk or they had too much of a good time so they ended up going home so only 60 people ended up showing up so i really liked that little uh the tidbit there and i don't know i I just really liked i like their character development in this this series and how we're not again just not focusing on the main character because i i honestly don't think cassian andor is that that uh interesting <laughs> i don't personally think him as a character is that interesting i think that everyone around him is more interesting than he is even lutheran like he has so much at stake in this episode and when he finds out that the robbery was a success he ends up going back and starts laughing and kind of celebrating to himself and then yeah yeah. Yeah. So it's just a it's it's a nice series. I I really like this. Again, like I said at the beginning, it's peak live action Star Wars. I think the only thing that may be on par with this is the is Mandalorian, of course, and that series is really really good. And I think Andor's right up on that level of of Mandalorian. But do you agree with me, Stephen? <laughs> no, I do. I cool. do. I think that um, Mandalorian was its own its own thing right it was spectacular for what it was i mean some people took it took a little bit of time to get into me included the for, for the first season and while the first season was was really good season two was for me was where it just blew up and it was amazing yeah and the the franchise can go in so many directions now and i cannot wait to see what they do with it um with with andor though it's honestly just amazing because you're right. I mean, Cassian Andor is not that mu- that that uh, interesting. Good of a person. <laughs> he's not that interesting. He's not that interesting <laughs> a person. That interesting of a person. It's um, it's a full it's a full team effort here. You know, it's between other characters who are we're, we're trying to see where they are and en- going to be ending up. How they get to certain sp- places in the Rebel Alliance in their war against the empire mm-hmm. um we're trying to see who dies who doesn't die we're trying to see where the, where cassian andor goes and even though he's not the most i guess likable person or most interesting person i still like him for what he is doing in this this, this series what yeah. he's contributing um but again it's a team effort all around it doesn't have to be mainly him which is great I, I don't think it needs to be all about him because the whole point is that he's joining the Rebel Alliance. He was supposed to be his own person doing his own thing, and he's that kind of hero that he he isn't liked by some, but he he, he tells a, a, a good story for for who he is. Yeah, I'm telling this very poorly, but no, it's just, no, you're doing you're doing great. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's anyway. what they all say. <laughs> they all say. No, I just... Cassian Andor might not be the most interesting person, but the show that he is representing is spectacular so far. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see where they can go from here. Yeah, I agree. I cannot wait to see what happens after this. And it's probably just going to be the uh, the Empire destroying villages or planets just to get to figure out who stole 80 million dollars from them so yeah i guess it was 80 million right it wasn't 80 billion it was just 80 million i believe yeah 
I think so. Now I'm questioning it. I thought it was eighty million, but no, I think it, it was might be eighty billion. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think it was eighty million. So, okay. yeah, but did you have any other main parts of the episode that you wanted to discuss? Uh, nope. All nope. right. Okay. So, uh, as everyone knows, we just got our first special presentation from Marvel, and that being the Werewolf by Night special. So, let's let's get into that. Let's go. Okay, so <laughs> this was something I've, I've ne- I never expected what we saw in this short presentation, uh, special presentation they call it, and I'm, I'm sure that they're going to have more of these in the future because it, this can't be the only one. Now, I, I have heard from mostly Reddit <laughs> that they're thinking about doing a lot more of these in the future. Uh, they're thinking about turning TV shows that they already have in development or have planning to go in development soon to turn like Agatha Coven of Chaos possibly turning that into a special presentation as well Um, but yeah I don't know even I think a Nova kind of presentation is is planned but that's we'll hear that probably in the future but this is really cool and then of course we're getting the Christmas special for um, Guardians of the Galaxy later this year in a couple of months. So this, this, I, I, I'm going to keep calling it a short movie or special presentation was everything we didn't know we needed from Marvel to kind of reignite the spark of the MCU and these brand new characters that again, we didn't think we needed, but we definitely did man thing, dude, man thing has, I want to protect him forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to protect. Jack Russell was great. Um, so he was played by, uh, was it Gail Garcia Burnell? I think it's Gail Garcia Burnell. Um, is the the actor who played Jack Russell, who is, of course, a werewolf. And we got Elsa Bloodstone. And then, of course, Man-Thing. And then we got some references to vampires. It was just... We haven't. We never really gotten, except for Moon Knight. We've never really gotten uh, the monster realms and the uh, the dark monster parts of the MCU. So I'm I'm happy to have gotten this, and I really really enjoyed it. I my eyes were glued to the TV the entire time because it was just so weird, right? It just felt so weird and old timey. And I, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was black and white. I don't. I don't think anyway. I mean, we might have when we were kids, but Wizard of Oz, I believe, was black and white for a little while. I think the first part of the movie is black and white, and then it goes to color, and then it goes back to black and so white. So actually, actually, yeah. Now that you mentioned the Wizard of Oz, actually, it brings me to a, a decent point. Okay. At the end, so the entire special presentation is is filmed with only one piece in color, and that's the red stone. Everything else is is shot black and white. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very very cool um, take on on the film, all the way up until the end of the movie when finally things are being or the presentation everything is resolved. Then it goes to color again, right? And they start playing somewhere over the rainbow. 
That is a nod yeah. to, um, no, but listen to this. As a nod to Wizard of Oz, not just because of like red and like red slippers or anything like that, but also because Wizard of Oz was the first film to ever be in color. Was so, it? You go from black and white, yeah. They go from black and white the entire presentation to at the end where everything's resolved. They play that song, and it's Wizard of Oz. Um, it's a nod to, to Wizard of Oz being the first film to ever be colorized. So at first, of course, in Wizard of Oz, they're, you're, in, you're in Kansas, and it's black and white, and then all of a sudden it goes to color. That's the first time it's ever been done. Right. So, I so, mean, when I had seen this, and I thought it was a kind of a reference that Elsa Bloodstone personally saw the world in black and white right so she saw the world black and white and when she met uh jack russell and then held the blood the bloodstone in her hand then she started seeing in color because that's the first time we see color in the episode is of course with the bloodstone and but then when she's holding it 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 starts turning and she has a red shirt on or whatever it starts turning into color and then we it cuts to the next scene with uh with jack and and Ted, <laughs> and Ted, in uh, in the forest, and yep. yeah, so and that and that's in color, right? So, yeah, but I, there's there's got to be some kind of other reasons why they did this, but that's a good point, Stephen. I didn't even I didn't know that, so that's good that you brought that up. But yeah, but like, oh, what were, what were your overall thoughts about this series? This I keep calling it a series. This special, <laughs> this uh, special presentation that Marvel put out for us. Well, once again, I was shocked. I was very, very um, intrigued. Mm -hmm. From the start to finish, I was very intrigued. And it's crazy because I wasn't a huge fan when I was announced. I wasn't really, I didn't really care. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. Okay, Right, okay. But it ended up being one of the best presentations that Marvel has done in a long time. Yeah. And that includes movies, in my opinion, in, in TV series, whatever you want to call this, combo of both, I don't know. But <laughs> I think this was absolutely incredible. The it, They didn't care. It, it felt like a rated R movie in, at, at times. Like I was shocked that they were able to, to um, show certain things, like fucking Elsa literally decapitating somebody i know or slicing their throats it was bloody dude it Slice was throat up. it was like bloody knocking them over and using their own sword to ki- cut them in, like to cut their neck off like whoa i was so surprised and i really love what they did i want to see more of this yeah. i really do i want to see more of jack i want to see more of elsa i want to see more of ted now the fact that they named him ted i, just, <laughs> I know of course you named him ted? perfect yes <laughs> and then when they're in the uh, when they're locked in, it appears to be like in the morgue or wherever that that place is. Uh, I don't remember the name. When they're in like where all the, uh, the, the coffins are. Oh well, yeah, it's it's the um, not the maze. The uh, what's it called? It's the uh, not the maze, but the. I don't know. I don't know. But they're they're locked in that room, Jack and Elsa, and she's talking about her aunt or whatever. And stories, and she decides to to break through the casket or whatever that, mm-hmm. that that thing was, and grab an item. Like she starts taking out pieces of her aunt, and I'm like, is she gonna bring her aunt back from the dead to like help her with this? I'm like, that's that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden, she just goes, 
an exit strategy is what we need. And then, like, she takes out the keys. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, all right, that was good. No, that it's, was good. It's a labyrinth. Like a labyrinth. It was a labyrinth, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the cemetery it was kind of like a labyrinth slash, slash cemetery. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was pretty funny when she just realized that there was keys to the <laughs> to the mausoleum that were inside her aunt's casket. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really now, funny. The CGI wasn't it wasn't over the top. It wasn't anything special. It was it was it was great for what it was you know they well, didn't have to go too far with it man thing wasn't cgi that wasn't that was actually that was practical dude that was a costume the dude was wearing most of it was costume which makes it even more which it makes it even more uh respectable yeah really exactly i i i kind of hope they start going back to that kind of thing uh where it's more practical and less cgi because it doesn't sometimes it's not needed right just do a little bit more work and you get no, you get yeah. to do it where it looks actual real and then can spend less money creating the CGI later, so um. yeah. And I think that this is that one time where um, Marvel's live action projects can be proven that less is more. Right. Less is more. Like they didn't need to go over the top with the CGI. They didn't need to go over the top with the story, making it a two, three hour ordeal. It was a short thing, and it made us want more by the end of it. And you kind of connect to the characters a little more. I mean. You're trying to guess who every single person is in the room, like what they're doing, and like how, like when Jack walks onto the screen, all I'm thinking to myself is, "Oh my God, he got a hundred kills. He doesn't look, he does not look like a person who would get a hundred kills." <laughs> but it's, it's only kind of bad monsters, though. It's only bad right. monsters, right. which that's a lot. He must, but, he must be living forever, because that's a hundred. It's a lot of kills. Right. My guess is that. Um, he killed all of those, whether it be monsters or people, protecting Ted. You know, like he wanted to protect his his friends, he protect his family, and they were coming after them. So he, those kills were accounted for. Um, they were justified, I would say. Um, okay. <laughs> this is a standalone thing from the rest of the MCU. Nothing we've ever seen before, and I think that is amazing because. It was beautifully delivered storytelling, CGI, of course, not just, it wasn't overdone, characters, stories told very well, the ending was funny and cute and held some some really fun Easter eggs in there for us, and it left us wanting more, so That's right. I, I cannot wait to see that. I would rather see this, like a second showing of this, like to go further into their stories than see Blade at the moment, than see Moon Knight Season 2, than see Miss Marvel Season 2. Like, there's so many things I would rather not see and put this in front of it all to see another special presentation of it, you know? Yeah. Because it just shows what Marvel can do. Right. And they just choose not to do it because they have the money to have all this. But it also leaves us wanting more, right? Like this exactly. this presentation, it's it wasn't too long and it might have been a little short, but it, it got what it it got accomplished what it wanted to accomplish, right? So right. He, Jack goes in there to free Ted 
ends up doing it. Elsa goes in there, gets her the bloodstone, which is what she wanted to begin with. So they both ended up getting what they wanted. And it was I think it was like 58 minutes. Perfect. And I think that I want to see more of these three characters in the MCU, which is exactly what Marvel should want us to want, right? So, but it's not like Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight had six episodes uh, that were meh. Sapar a little bit. I mean, it was an interesting series and interesting introduction to a character like that. Um, but if they would have done that as a special presentation to introduce Moon Knight, I think probably been a, 10 times better if they just try to combine the more important storylines into uh, an hour-long special presentation instead of having 30-minute episodes that sometimes it was just fluff, Right. I think that this would have been a better way to introduce that character like this. And I think they'll do that more in the in the future because that's what I want. I, I'd rather, I mean, unless it's a something like Secret Invasion where you can't really do it in an hour. But if it's an introduction to a character, a quick introduction, introduction to a character that we can get like in, in an hour, just do it. I'd rather that than... Uh, than six hours or whatever episodes yeah exactly yeah. exactly one hour of good storytelling is totally better than six seven hours of a wasted time right where you're not really telling a story you're not concluding anything right so right but yeah it was funny that his name is ted right man thing's name is ted i think his name is ted in the comic books but uh i didn't do any research like going into this uh movie so but his powers, man thinks powers are based off of fear. So if you're if you fear him, that's the only time he can use his powers because he gets angrier when you fear him, which allows him to do some kind of <laughs> electrocute slash melting of you, of the person. So that's why when Elsa goes up, she's not afraid of him, so it doesn't really work, obviously, and she says his name. But even when Jack, because he... I'm not even sure if um, Ted can see Jack when he kind of ambushes him when uh, mm. in in the uh, in the grove or whatever. And but he wasn't scared, so the power his powers didn't work on him, right? He didn't fear him. Right. He was looking for him, so he wasn't scared of him. But yeah, that's how uh, his powers work. And he, did you know that uh, Werewolf by Night, his first appearance was in a Moon Knight comic? And then, but his origin, the character's origin comes from Dracula's, like, storyline. So, but another reason... Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and I know we had talked about this like a year ago, <laughs> but when when we it was first announced that they were doing this, but his kind of backstory is that his, his family, I think it's all the men in the family can transform into werewolves, but... Uh, when they're when they turn 18 or something like that but his parents died before he turned 18 so and they never told him that this was what's going to happen like that he was going to become a werewolf they didn't know he was a werewolf so when he when he turns into a werewolf for the first time he's like what's going on this is crazy what's happening and so he never got to prepare for it or uh train like his family did before him so 
Yeah, but it was right. it was cool. I mean, I, I definitely I don't know where we go from here. Like, wh- when's the next time it would make sense to see uh, Jack Russell or Elsa Bloodstone or Man Thing? You think it maybe the Blade movie, or do you think there's some other place that we can see them? I hope we're not waiting that long because uh, that Blade movie is not going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> I'm losing interest the the more and more. I know to push this stuff back, but. They have to find something else. I mean, there. I mean, if, even if it's a, it's if it's a uh, werewolf by night two, and you br- you start filming it next year or whatever, bring it out later on in the year or even 2024. Then fine, cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Continue to do the Halloween uh, specials. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe include were- were- werewolf by night. In some kind of, ah, uh, I don't know. I, I <laughs> Black Panther were kind of forever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't explain where um, they should incorporate him, but I, I just hope they can incorporate him in the best way possible. Yeah, I agree. It was just so it was so weird this uh, this short movie presentation. I loved it though. It was because it was again. It was something different. Something like like just like the Shield episode, the last one. How it was different. Yeah. It didn't stick to the uh, the system that they had. They have in place for these superhero shows or movies. So it was different. I really enjoyed it, and I hope they really they do something more like this in the future. But yeah, did you have any other thoughts about this uh, special presentation? Uh no. Oh. No. All right, so yeah, I guess that's that kind of leaves us at. Uh, we kind of have one geek topic, and that being, uh, we can talk about that right now. Geek topic number one. Okay, Steven doesn't know this. He's going in blind. But <laughs> he also hasn't prepared for this one. But we have heard rumor recently that uh, Spider-Man 4 may be coming out in July of 2024. Now, this is just a rumor. Nothing has been confirmed. But uh, at the moment, that's what people are saying. That's what the rumor is. That we're getting a Spider-Man four in July hey, twenty twenty four. What? Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Tom Holland. Uh, with Tom Holland returning. Yep. And oh it's supposedly god. supposed to take place after the it's like an aftermath of Daredevil, uh, Born Again, as well as it's going to be more of a grounded story for Tom Holland and Peter Parker, uh, which is what we want. That's what that's what we've been wanting. That's what we need. We need it. Well, yeah. We definitely need. I need something yeah. more grounded, and maybe we can meet uh, Black Cat or some other character that's kind of a love interest to Peter Parker, like Gwen Stacy. Do we 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 didn't meet Gwen Stacy in this series, right? Nope. We just Not met yet. MJ, and yeah, okay. So I'd be looking forward to that, and uh, if they do end up coming out in July of 2024 they would have to start filming around July of 2023 which is possible they still have time to write the script or whatever they would want to do but the only thing that's that's tough is that is it Thunderbolts is coming out late July of 2024 at the moment so either they're going to push it back they're going to push back Thunderbolts or they're pushing back 
Spider-Man 4. Again, Thunderbolts is only the real confirmed one by Marvel, but we will see if uh, this comes true. But what do you think about this news, Stephen? Well, it, sh- it shouldn't be too difficult for Marvel to push back projects because they've been doing it for the last couple of years now. So fuck you. <laughs> okay. Push back Thunderbolts. Yeah, it seems real simple. Put Spider-Man in for that yep. slot. Give us the number uh, number four here. Introduce some really cool characters. Introduce Black Cat. Introduce Miles Morales. Introduce all these other characters. Oh, yes. Miles, dude. That's what they need. They need yeah. Spider-Man 4 just to introduce Miles, and then Tom Holland can go retire if he wants to. And uh, we'll... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I don't... I know that a lot of times, the last time someone's on the screen... It has. They they think that it has to be epic. It has to be. Oh, we're gonna. It's gonna be like universe shattering or this and that. Yeah. You don't need to do that for Spider Man. He's already gone to space. He's taken on Thanos and all these other characters. He's faced off against Mephisto. Mephisto? No. Oh, Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. You wish it was Mephisto. <laughs> I know. He faced off against Mysterio. He faced off against Vulture. He's faced off against. The Sinister Thanos, Thanos five. <laughs> yeah, Thanos. Like, first of all, you don't need. To, like, he's a fucking like seventeen, eighteen year old <laughs> kid. Like at this point, like he doesn't need to go that much further. Just let him do a street level thing. Yep, and it'll be awesome. And the movie could incorporate Daredevil. That would be awesomer. Um, <laughs> awesomer, including Black Cat. Yeah, Black Cat and Echo and. I already say Kingpin. Yeah, uh, any he, other... Uh, oh, but dude, that's what it has to be, though. It has to be Kingpin versus Spider-Man. That's what we've been wanting all along. Exactly. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. Just like the game. Just like the game, dude. Oh, man. Honestly, I would be totally for them. Like like being post-college or whatever. Like I can see them recreating the game exactly and having Tom Holland... I would Holland be fine with that. ...that was happening. And like, like Peter Parker... Um, or whatever the heck is the alias is going to be now because Peter Parker doesn't fucking exist uh, <laughs> anymore. But um, he is an intern or he works for Otto Octavius in that universe or whatever. Yep. Like he has a girlfriend, but it's not MJ. Maybe it's Gwen. Mm-hmm. Maybe he finds a girl and it's Gwen. And then there's some history between him and Black Cat and like, there's some shady stuff going on here and there, and then he ends up having to take down a different kind of version of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it all, like <laughs> Miles Morales will have his powers, and he'll team up Black Cat, Daredevil. Like, picture this. I know that we had already seen a team up movie with Spider Man Three: No Way Home, but picture this: you got Kingpin, maybe Otto Octavius. Maybe Vulture? I don't know. A couple of the characters, boom. There you got them on one side. Spider-Man, you have Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Black Cat, Daredevil on the other side. I would fucking see that standoff. Well, okay, picture but this then. Be... Okay. Sorry, pi- picture this. If you want to go similar to the game, right, and just like the simple parts of the game, we can do Auto Octavius is kind of his mentor of that universe, the Auto Octavius of that universe is kind of his mentor. Right. And then we get um, Kingpin and then Tombstone. So I'd be okay with oh, the... Oh, Tombstone. I forgot about Tombstone. Yeah, I get Tombstone. Yeah. He was really fun to fight in the in the game. 
so <laughs> that that thought that was really fun. And yeah, yeah, I agree. it could, yeah, it could literally just be that, and then introducing Miles at some point. But Miles not dressing up as, of course, um, Spider Man just yet. But then he kind of takes on the role towards the end, and maybe into the the next movie. I almost said the next game, but the next movie, just like the game uh, Miles Morales, where Peter Parker goes on vacation. And so he's like the main Spider-Man. I would like eventually Miles being the main Spider-Man because uh, it doesn't really seem like Tom Holland wants to be Spider-Man anymore. So we need a young kid that will be Miles for the next 10 years. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. Uh, once once we get official confirmation of this, we got to do another episode where we just talk about this and talk about what our the perfect Spider-Man 4 would be. If uh, when it's announced, so uh, we can definitely get into that later. But yeah, did you have any other topics you wanted to bring up today? Nope. Um, I'm officially mad at uh, Blade for fucking ruining the MCU. I know. As Dude, far as so ridiculous, the, uh, postponing a lot of projects because of it. Like, I don't think that the movie's worth it to, if you're gonna push back all these other things. Yeah. But then at the same time, maybe it's a blessing in disguise because, like you said, it might have been too good to be true to have two Avengers movies in one year yeah and we talked about it last week where maybe the MCU is running itself too thin trying to bring out all these different things at the same time so maybe what is best to have two beautifully qual like beautiful quality movies is taking your time and putting them one one year after the other instead of being two in the same year because what if you're rushing and you can't tell the story properly or your CGI is just crap and just doesn't add up to what it needed to be? Yeah, that's because true. Because you rushed it. Like, it's I don't it's know. true. I, I, like... I think they need to not rush it anymore. Um, but it does suck that Blade was the reason that they had to push the entire slate back. Well, most of the yeah. entire slate. I think 2024, I'm sorry, 2023 was the only thing that didn't get touched and then early 2024 what didn't get touched. But then... They pushed back Fantastic Four, which was supposed to come out in, I think, November of 2024, but it's been replaced by Blade, and which is upsetting because I'd rather see Fantastic Four than Blade, right? And unless for some reason totally. the, the movie... But the thing is that they don't even have a storyline. So why do they need to push it back if they don't even have a storyline yet or a director to do this? Just keep the slate as it is. And then put Blade in, in Phase 6 or whatever. Like, obviously he doesn't have anything... His story has nothing to do with the rest of the MCU at this moment. So why even why even build it into the slate if you don't even have a story just yet? Because they're rewriting the whole thing. But yeah, it's, it's upsetting. I agree with you. I do agree. Yeah, but those are my only thoughts. Yeah, so, yeah, so next week we got uh, Andor Episode 7. Shield is obviously done. And then a couple weeks we have Tales of the Jedi, which is an animated six-episode sh- uh, series of shorts from Star Wars. And yeah, I think you're you're coming up next weekend, Stephen. Right, one week from today you'll be here. Oh yeah, I will be here. Yeah, yep. coming back home. He's coming home. He's coming home. All I'm right, coming home. <laughs> Tell the world. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so yeah, I think that will do it for this episode of the Flavor of the Geek podcast. But Stephen, where can the good people find us? 
Good people, you know where you can find us? You can find us on Spotify. You can find us, find us. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on both. All mm-hmm. of our podcast episodes will be found in those two places. Don't go anywhere else because you've gone too far at that point. But <laughs> you want to go to those two places for our podcast. And let me tell you, they are bomb. So do it. Yeah. Plus, there are some pretty cool outros at the end. So, you know, it's worth it. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. So you can find us always <laughs> on uh, on uh, Instagram. We have a Flavor of the Geek Instagram account where mm-hmm. you can see all of the newest uh, geek-related news topics released there. You can also go to TikTok. We have our um, TikTok channel, Flavor of the Geek, as well. We do have an email. It's called flavorofthegeekpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So once again, if you want to tell us we suck, we don't want to hear it anymore because we've gotten way too many of those, and it's just very, it's it's very heartbreaking, you know. So maybe cut back on that, you guys. But if you have any questions, maybe definitely email us at that flavor of the geek pod at gmail.com email address. Um, or if you just want to talk about your opinions on movies or TV shows that we have discussed, go for it. Do that as well, and we'll bring it up in the next episode of the podcast. And we will discuss your discussion of our discussion. You know, <laughs> it's fun. Good. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us. And uh, remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Ted. And, and we, we love, love you, you three thousand. <laughs> Hey, <laughs>